The following program is presented by the HTM Podcast Network. Hi guys, and welcome once again to another episode of Tables, Avers and Chairs, here on the Hitting the Marks Pro Wrestling Network, coming to you live from the mean streets of Blackpool, England. Uh, speaking of England, our country is going to hell. Uh, for those of you that don't know, in America, we're uh, in the middle of a Brexit crisis over here. Uh, Brexit basically means that we have voted by 52% majority to uh, leave the European Union. Uh, Prime Minister Theresa May is about as uh, popular as Baron Corbyn within her own party. Um, Well, even the EU, that's basically all that's happening. Uh, She can't come up with a trade deal. She's tried to get a deal through three times in Parliament, has failed. Her own party members have tried to come up with eight alternatives, which they all failed to get through. Uh, Another four on a Monday night all failed the vote. So, uh, yeah, it looks like the price of living in the UK is going to skyrocket. Basically, uh, fuck Theresa May, fuck the Conservative Party. And, uh, yeah, things are pretty grim over here. But, uh, thankfully, we have uh, wrestling to distract us. Uh, coming up on today's show, got a brief roundup of the British wrestling news from this week. Uh, a major title change in Southside Wrestling and a title change in Progress. Uh, a major star wrestling his last match for Progress last weekend. Two more qualifiers for Progress's Super Strong Style 16 tournament. And an injury update on NXT UK star Eddie Dennis. Also coming up, uh, I don't know if you're aware of this, but WrestleMania is only three days away. Uh, I'm sure the guys on HTM Wrestling, Turnbuckle Talk and the PW Hustle will all cover this much more professionally and in-depth than I ever could. But regardless, I'll be giving you my brief thoughts on some of the matches and the general state of the WWE. WrestleMania weekend doesn't just mean WrestleMania. If you fancy checking out a few European independent companies in New York this weekend, I'll tell you where and when you can find them. Also, NXT TakeOver New York. I will give you my thoughts on the big WWE UK Championship match between the defending champion Pete Dunne and his biggest test to date, Walter. Also, the combination of wrestlers and social media, breaking kayfabe and throwing hissy fits online, plus, is WWE racist? A rather loaded question that I'll try and get to the bottom to. Very busy show, Uh, we'll be back with all this stuff and more British news when we come back after this musical break. What you waiting for? You only got one life. And we gon' live it up, so give me the green light Cause I'm ready to go
got the key and I'ma lock that mommy Yeah, we can roll and I'ma rock that mommy I do what I say and say what I mean Now let me jump in between I'm getting loose in this thing Like OJ the juice in this thing Feeling like left eye, boy, I burn the roof in this thing I got all the women getting naked Feeling like Luke in this thing Think it's a game Now I got the green lit and the green right All I need is mommy for you to give me the green light So I can run through it like an easy pass Find a G-spot and step on the gas Give me the green light Cause I'm ready to go Let's have a good time What you waiting for You only got one life And we gon' live it up So give me the green light Cause I'm ready to go Welcome back guys uh, On with this week's British Wrestling News uh, Kip Sabian won Southside Wrestling's Speed King Championship in a fatal four-way between defending champion Ricky Knight Jr., Joe Nelson and Chief Deputy Dunn. Uh, if the name Kip Sabian sounds familiar to you, that's because he is signed for All Elite Wrestling. He's a product of the Knight family in Norwich. That's uh, Paige's family. Uh, he debuted in late 2010 and is a former World of Sport Tag Team Champion. Uh, World of Sport was revived and showed on uh, national television over here in the UK on ITV, probably uh, the second biggest network behind the BBC, and uh, he's also a former IPW UK Championship. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, he's uh, only 27 years old, he's uh, got a great look, he's a good looking kid, uh, he can work as an underdog babyface. Or uh, an arrogant, cocky heel. He's a, um, a very good, very good worker. Uh, used to be more of a high flyer. He's uh, now got a bit more character and technical work to his uh, repertoire. Uh, after the match, he cut a very heartfelt promo about this being his first Southside title. And uh, even though he wasn't going to be around for much longer, it meant the world to him. Um, it's probably going to be my last time that I get to see Kip live. Uh He's a really good dude, uh, been lucky enough to interview him in the past. Uh, if you want to check out that interview, it's on my tables, Others in Chairs YouTube page, uh, on the interview play- playlist. Uh, personal point of view, I'd just like to wish Kip uh, all the best in America, safe travels to him, and uh, I hope that he actually absolutely kills it in the States. Uh, lots of news from last Sunday's progress. Uh, chapter 87, Breadknife, uh, starting with new tag team champions. Uh, Aussie Open, uh, the team of Kyle Fletcher and Mark Davis, beat the defending champions, the Sword of Essex, that's Paul Robinson and Will Ospreay, in a crazy violent TLC match. All four guys taking ridiculous bumps. Uh, I wasn't there, but I've heard that it was absolutely insane. Uh, highly recommend you checking it out. Uh, it'll be on demand progress, which is seven bucks a month. Uh, this match also looks like it could be the last appearance in progress for uh, one Will Osprey. He uh, took to Twitter after the match, posting a photo looking out at the empty electric ballroom after the show, which read, That was progress. Thanks for the memories and babysitting me for seven years. Time to move on for now and for good. I know sometimes I feel like I've let you down, but I hope you know that I honestly love this place and it will do. I will do a lot to try and make up for it. Osprey is a, a former Progress champion. He uh, had a multi-year feud with Jimmy Havoc and really did help to 
build progress from the ground up. It looks like from here on in, uh, New Japan will be his focal point. Of course, he's the uh, Never Open champion. Uh, it'll be a big loss for progress, but obviously, best of luck to him in New Japan, where uh, he really is starting to carve out a, a great singles career for himself. Also happening at Chapter 87, two more qualifiers for this year's Super Strong Style 16 tournament. David Starr overcoming Connor Mills, young British wrestler. And uh, this year's 16-carat gold tournament winner, Lucky Kid, defeating Tristan Archer to qualify. That's 14 of the uh, 16 field, as of recording, have been named. Uh, Two more places to go. Anybody's guesses who they could be. I think Progress announced on their Twitter that the last two names would be announced this week. NXT superstar Eddie Dennis has undergone an ultrasound for an injury picked up a couple of weeks ago at Pro Wrestling Chaos. Um, The good news is that it's a tear in the muscle and not the tendon. Uh, it's still unknown, though, the extent of how bad that the tear is, and he'll be going uh, undergoing an MRI scan on April the 8th. The injury has ruled him out of WrestleMania access, and last Sunday at Progress, he announced fellow NXT UK star Legero as his replacement in an eight-man no-DQ match at Progress's Super Strong Style 16. The match will now be Ligero, fellow NXT UK star Mark Andrews, Ring of Honor's Mark Haskins and AEW's Jimmy Havoc taking on Do Not Resuscitate, the heel stable of Spike Trevay, Chuck Mambo, Drew Parker and present William Eva. Uh, goes without saying, speedy recovery to Eddie Dennis, uh, a very talented guy and a good dude. When we come back, we'll talk WrestleMania, my general thoughts on the WWE, and lots more nonsense. Stay tuned.
guys, welcome back. Uh, if you're in New York and fancy checking out some European wrestling, uh, I've got a few shows for you that are in and around the New York area. Uh, starting today, April 4th, WXW America is Wunderbar. Uh, that's taking place at Le Boom in Queens, New York. Uh, Lucky Kid will be taking on David Starr. Uh, WXW Unified World Champion Bobby Guns will be taking on big Japanese lad at Shigehiro Irie. The uh, WXW Tag Team Champions Aussie Open will be taking on America's own The Workhorseman. You will be taking on Lefisto in uh, one of her last matches before she retires. And uh, the homeboys, LAX, they will be taking on WXW's tag team, The Crown. Uh, taking place at the same day from the MYC Arena, Destiny World Wrestling uh, hosting a joint show with England's Fight Club Pro, uh, Fight for Destiny, uh, CCK and Kyle Fletcher. They'll be taking on the recently announced retiring Amazing Red, Puma King, and uh, the Australian cruiserweight Robbie Eagles. Mark Davis will be taking on hardcore icon Ricky Shane Page. And uh, the final spot in Fight Club Pro's Dream Tag Team Invitational, uh, which is a tag team tournament that's taking place in April, uh, the Rascals will be taking on Team White Wolf, uh, a Spanish team of A-Kid and Carlos Romo, uh, the besties in the world, and Session Juice, which is the team of Martina versus Orange Cassidy. So I imagine that match will be tons of fun. Uh, taking place on the Friday, April 5th, IPW UK Live in New York, but also taking place at the NYC Arena. Uh, James Storm of uh, Impact TNA fame will be taking on Jimmy Havoc, uh, Kip Sabian, in which is uh, going to be one of his last IPW UK appearances, will be taking on Vaughn Vertigo, Rob Sharp taking on Big Joe Gacy and uh, women's champion Bobby Tyler will be defending her title in an open challenge. So who knows is going to show up for that one. Uh, a little bit more closer to home. Uh, Breed Pro Wrestling will be hosting their show The Colossal Tussle from Walkabout Sheffield on WrestleMania Sunday. Uh, they'll be showing WrestleMania on the big screen afterwards. But uh, before that, why don't you join me and some other fine podcasters at Woody's Bar, which is just around the corner from Walkabout. Uh, because Words Matter, a two-hour podcast marathon going on from 2 to 4 p.m., uh, I'll be joined by the Royal Grumble, Graps and Claps, uh, the Grandest Stage, and Staring at the Lights. Uh, we're all going to have 20-minute uh, segments. I am the opener, the curtain jerker, if you will. And uh, I'll be interviewing Breed Pro Champions TK Cooper, who uh, has had a pretty prominent role in the past in Progress. Rev Pro uh, is New Zealander, very well known in the British wrestling scene. So yeah, if you're about in the area, it's uh, only £2 to get in. That's less than a pint. Get involved, uh, watch the podcast, stay for the show, and then stay for WrestleMania afterwards. It's uh, it's going to be a absolute blinder of a day. Speaking of WrestleMania, uh, the showcase of the Immortals doesn't seem to be getting quite the online buzz from uh, fans and critics alike. Um... If I'm going to be honest, I think the reason for that is probably the length of the show. 
Uh, it's seven hours long. There's apparently going to be 16 matches. Um, to put it in perspective for you, I live in the UK. This thing, the kickoff, it's it's going to start at 10pm and end at 5 in the morning. It's simply too long. I mean, I'd, I'd love to stay up and watch it, but obviously I'm at the Breed Pro Wrestling Show before that. I've got to be there for 1pm. If I was going to stay, it means I'd be there until 5am in the morning. I love wrestling, but I don't know I've got that much stamina to last that long. Um, another thing, WrestleMania. It's supposed to be the showcase of the Immortals, right? The grandest stage of them all. You know, no participation awards. I think that WWE are far too concerned with getting everybody on the show, and that doesn't help the length of it either. I mean, don't get me wrong, right? I like Tyler Breeze, and I like Bo Dallas. I think both of them guys were entertaining as hell in NXT. They shouldn't be on the show. WrestleMania should be about the best of the best. You didn't see the Brooklyn Brawler or Barry Horowitz on throwaway battle royals on WrestleMania. And another thing, there's too many titles. Really, I mean, let's look at this. You've got the WWE Universal title, the WWE title, the Intercontinental, the US title, uh, Raw and SmackDown tag team titles, Raw and Women's uh, title, Raw Women and SmackDown Women's title, sorry. Thank God that's happening in one match. Uh, the Cruiserweight title, the Women's tag team title. There's, there's about nine titles at the minute. I'm sorry, but that's why there's so many damn matches. It's to fit all the title matches in. It's ridiculous. I mean, I'm really hopeful that the main event of this year's WrestleMania is a unification match. Start to unify the titles. Start with the women's title. The SmackDown title and uh, the SmackDown women's title and Raw women's title between Ronda Rousey, Becky and Charlotte. Make that a unification match. I mean, the women's division is diluted enough anyway. And... So is the tag team, for that matter. I really think that the brand split hasn't helped, if we're being honest. I mean, if you really think about it, who has the brand split actually benefited? As I said, the tag team division is watered down. The champions of Raw, they're com a complete joke, the revival. They win the title, and then they lose it, and then lose again, and then lose again. They never win on television. doesn't matter if they're non-title matches or not. You're just completely devaluing the titles. What's the point in having them? Uh, it it just baffles me of what, what the actual brand split was trying to, you know, accomplish. If I'm thinking, like, off the top of my head, who's benefited from the brand split? What superstars have actually benefited? AJ Styles, maybe? If there was only one world title, would AJ Styles have been WWE champion? Do you think they'd have given him it over Brock? I'm not so sure. You could argue the same for Jinder Mahal. I mean, last time he was in the WWE, he was a jobber with 3MB. Suddenly he comes back and he's WWE champion. Um, Alexa Bliss. I don't think there's many people that are better on the mic than Alexa Bliss in the WWE. As far as the women's division, would I have her in the, the, the top five or six? I'm not so sure, you know. For me, it's time to get rid of the brand split, unify the WWE and Universal titles, unify the tag titles. If you really have to, keep the IC, 
keep the US, keep them on show specifics and make them TV titles, defended every week. That's just my opinion. I might be wrong. I've never been in the wrestling business. I'm just a mark. But I just think there's too many damn titles. And do titles really mean that much if, like, everybody has one? If they're getting, you know, hot potatoed and swapped every other week? Oh, I don't know. Anyway, WrestleMania. I'll give you a few of my thoughts on a couple of the matches. I mean, despite me moaning about WWE for the last couple of minutes there, I'm actually quite looking forward to WrestleMania. Um, for me, WrestleMania, it, it, it isn't about the matches. It's about the moments. You know, like Hogan slamming Andre or Edge spearing Mick Foley through a flaming table. Shawn Michaels, I'm sorry, I love you, a flare before he super kicked him. Uh, Shane McMahon jumping off something extremely high and nearly killing himself. Uh, that's what it's all about. For me, it's moments. So uh, I'm going to try and look at where I think these moments might come from at this year's WrestleMania. Uh, Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins for the Universal title. Up to a couple of weeks ago, I was pretty certain that Seth was going to win this match. Uh, after the last Raw, where he stood tall at the end after a curb-stomping Brock, I'm not so sure now. Whoever usually stands tall on the go-home show, they usually lose. So, uh, I don't know, maybe Brock's agreed a new contract. Maybe he's going to stick around for another couple more hundred million if they're going to Saudi Arabia. Who knows? Uh yeah, I was originally going to go with Seth, but I'm I'm probably leaning towards Brock now, so certainly going to be no moment there. Uh, Bobby Lashley versus Finn Balor for the uh, Intercontinental title. The Demon will be rising at WrestleMania. Uh, the Demon's undefeated, so that spells bad news for one Bobby Lashley. Kind of makes you think, if you've never lost when you are the Demon, why aren't you the Demon every week? You know, you'd, you'd be WWE champion then. There's there's not much logic behind that. But hey, WWE and logic, uh, never really something that went hand in hand. So yeah, Finn Balor as a demon winning the Intercontinental Championship. I'm pretty certain that'll happen. Uh, it looks like the Revival will be taking on the team of Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder. Pretty sure this will get relegated to the pre-show as uh, WWE do not care about tag team wrestling at all. Uh, I'm going to go with Hawkins and Ryder. Uh, Hawkins is going to get his WrestleMania moment. He's going to get his first win in 260-odd appearances. Uh, pretty sure he's a hometown boy of New York. I know that Zach is. So, uh, yeah, that'll be a nice little WrestleMania moment. Uh, Kofi Kingston versus Daniel Bryan for the WWE title. Uh, I think Kofi is going to become the first ever black WWE champion, making up for years of WWE racism. Uh, Kamala being the jungle savage, Yokozuna being a Samoan guy that played a Japanese dude. I mean, do you even remember in the uh, early to mid-noughties that there was a black tag team whose gimmick was they stole shit and their name was Crime Time? Could you imagine if that was on TV now with the social justice warriors? Jesus Christ. Uh, is Kofi Kingston good enough to be WWE champion? I don't know. Will it last long? Probably not. 
Is he only there because Mustafa Ali got injured? Probably. Does he deserve it? Absolutely. He's been there for 11 years. He's worked hard. He's never complained once. And I think that'll be probably the coolest moment of this year's WrestleMania is when uh, Kofi Kingston lifts the WWE Championship. And, you know, I think he deserves it. He's been there a long time. He deserves his shot. Uh, the Friday before WrestleMania, in fact, that's tomorrow, uh, we got the big NXT TakeOver New York event where, for some fucking reason, the WWE UK Championship will be on the line. Pete Dunne defending his WWE UK Championship that he's held for 685 days. Wow, that's a long time. Uh, he's going to be putting the gold on the line against Das Ring General Volta. Uh, well, and I was pretty salty just then. Uh, I get it. Uh, putting this match on NXT TakeOver, WrestleMania weekend, it's a great platform for both Pete Dunne and Walter. Uh, not to mention NXT UK as a brand. It's just uh, very frustrating that the actual UK crowd uh, won't get to see this huge match live ourselves. Um, it's a match that I've never seen live. Uh, I know that they've faced off before in six-man tags. Uh, British Strong Style versus Ring Camp definitely happened a few months back at WXW's, I think it was 18th anniversary show. And it's definitely happened in progress before six-man tag. I remember it was a few years back. Um, but yeah, it just would have been so cool to see this live. And the fact that the American audience gets to see it just pisses me off so much. But, you know, then's the breaks. It's going to be a great platform for both of these guys to perform on. Uh, my heart says Pete Dunne. But uh, what's more for them to do with this, this WWE UK Championship? He's held it. For, like I say, 685 days. It's a mammoth title run. Uh, not only has he defended it on WWE TV, he's also defended it at uh, Indies in the UK. Uh, I was there when he defended it against Jack Gallagher on uh, Progress. Uh, he's also defended it up in Scotland at ICW. Um, I expect a pretty dominant Walter victory. Uh, this will be a huge way for him to announce himself to a, a large audience. Uh, those NXT UK fans uh, that aren't familiar with him, plus worldwide fans will get a chance to see what he's all about. Uh, the big Austrian. He's a force of nature. Uh, I think he'll become a dominant monster champion on NXT UK. Um, I think he'll have a, a pretty long run with the belt. Maybe not as long as Pete, but still, I can see him holding it on for a good six to nine months. <coughs> Excuse me, battling a cold at the minute. I don't feel great. I apologise, guys. Uh, as for Pete, uh, where does he go from here? Um, from a personal point of view, I'd love to see him go to SmackDown. I think he's absolutely made for SmackDown. He's definitely main roster ready. Uh, and I think he'd get over with a crowd in the States. Um, the thing is, Pete recently became a dad um, I can't see him wanting to spend too much time away from his young family, so... I don't know, maybe NXT proper would be a good step for him, the next logical step. Um, NXT are going to go for a big reset after WrestleMania. They're already going to be without Champa for the foreseeable future. 
Uh, they're going to lose guys in the Superstar shakeup. It looks like Ricochet, Alistair Black are going. Maybe Johnny Gargano. Maybe even more when the, the Superstar shakeup comes. Uh, if he was on NXT, he wouldn't have to move to the States. He'd just fly in for the, the bulk taking, tapings. Um, I think it'd be ideal for him and, and, the, and the next step up in his career. I think NXT UK to NXT proper is a, a logical progression. Uh, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But yeah, um, I expect that match to be awesome. I think Walter will win. And uh, I think that'll be the last we see of uh, Pete Dunne on NXT UK. Okay, guys, uh, I'm going to throw to one last WrestleMania old school theme. Uh, when we return, wrestlers and social media. Be right back. Right now, it's time to get busy. One, two, three, Shut the fuck up and bring that ballistic rip from the biscuit. Straight through the speakers with a hey, hey. Check this future shock of rock revolution. Punk. Oh my god. Here it comes, so shut it up. You keep on talking, we gon' shut your ass straight the fuck up. Call the cops, look up in the stands, got another riot on our hands. I pulled this mic straight out my toolkit. The fix you wanna be, they ruined all the music. But never mind, those phonies never get it. The phonies just deny it, cause rockin' in the diet. Apocalypse now, who's talking shit now? Give me the countdown. Three, two, one. Biscuit. Uh, they were the second band I ever saw live back in 2000. Uh, I think Green Day were the first band I saw. Um, wow, I was only 16, 17 years old then. Uh, happy days. Uh, the final part of today's show, I just wanted to touch a little on wrestlers and social media. Uh, Facebook, but more in particular Twitter. Uh, they really changed the wrestling business uh, for the good and for the better. Um, I was just thinking, and, you know, stop me if this sounds weird. <coughs> Can you imagine back in the day being able to, like, instantly communicate with your favourite wrestler? Like, eight-year-old me sending a tweet to uh, the Ultimate Warrior or Bret Hart ravishing Rick Rude. Obviously, back then, you'd have to, like, send a letter to Stanford and wait to get a response, but... But now everything's like instant. There's instant communication and interaction between fans and wrestlers. Um, I think Twitter is great. Uh, obviously, it has its pitfalls. Uh, I think the good side of things for wrestlers is that they can use social media to sell themselves. Uh, indie guys, they can post videos or GIFs of themselves uh, to help promote themselves. Uh, they can promote upcoming shows or events that they're going to be on to help uh, ticket sales. 
Obviously, they can sell their merch online, you know, post links on Twitter. Um, yeah, Twitter is a very powerful tool. But uh, as the old saying goes, with great power comes great responsibility. Uh, some wrestlers have a little bit of a habit of foot-in-mouth moments when it comes to Twitter. Uh, both guys on the indie scene and uh, even some guys in the WWE. I mean, fans, they can also, you know, be well-known for their trolling of wrestlers and uh, then complain when they get a reaction that they uh, may not deem as favourable. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, Twitter's a great tool, but it can be a minefield. Uh, I remember an incident involving wrestlers and Twitter from uh, last year. Uh, the Briscoes were coming over. Uh, the tag team, the Briscoe Brothers. Uh, they were coming over to the UK for last year's Fight Club Pro, uh, the Dream Tag Team Invitational, annual tag team tournament that we have over here. And uh, when they were announced on Twitter, fans reacted really angrily. And I was like, what? I don't get it. And uh, they dug up an old tweet that uh, Jay Briscoe had sent. Um, I'll read you the tweet now. <coughs> the Delaware Senate passed a bill yesterday that allows same-sex couples to get married. If that makes you happy, then congratulations. Try and teach my kids that there's nothing wrong with that and I'll fucking shoot you. <coughs> Indeed. Unsurprisingly, uh, the Briscoes were roundly booed at each show, sold very little merch at the uh, merch table, and a large section of fans carrying uh, gay rainbow flags walked out during their final match. They were never booked at the promotion again. So, as I was saying, uh, Twitter can be a great promotional tool, but if it's in the wrong hands... And you tweet something that's uh, clearly not advisable, then uh, it could have a very adverse effect on your career. More recently, we've seen um, the women of SmackDown take to social media, um, expressing how they weren't very happy about their fatal four-way match getting dropped for the opportunity to meet Oscar at WrestleMania when Oscar defended and subsequently lost her title to Charlotte Flair. Uh, all the participation uh, participants of the match took to social media, voicing their displeasure. And it's just not a good look. It's very unprofessional. I can't see it being part of the storyline. And it just it makes you come off as bitter. I mean, the one woman that did have a right to moan was probably Oscar, who was taken out of a WrestleMania match, and yet she's remained silent about it. There's other guys as well. It's not just the women. You've got people like uh, Tyler Breeze often posting stuff about being in catering, uh, stuff from Gallows and Anderson taking to social media, talking about being in catering. It's just not a great look. And then you've got people breaking kayfabe. Uh, Ronda Rousey, obviously the most notable one with this. She's in the main event of WrestleMania, and then she's posting videos on Twitter and Facebook about, 
oh, I'm not bothered, this wrestling's fake. If this was real, I'd just come over there and kick both your asses, blah, blah, blah. I mean, we all know, you know, the curtain's been moved a long time ago. Most of the fans know that, yeah, wrestling's staged. Fake maybe isn't the great word for it, because obviously there's a lot of pain involved for people that are involved. But we all know that wrestling is scripted, it's choreographed, it's predetermined. I think her coming out and saying it's fake isn't just detrimental to the people that are in the business, it's detrimental to the entire card. It's like saying, uh, yeah, don't bother watching any of it, it's all fake, just watch my match because I might go off script and beat the shit out of them for real. It's just like, oh, what is the point? It's just, again, unprofessionalism. I think if wrestlers are going to use Twitter, they're going to have to be very, very careful how they use it. I think there's a line, and a, a lot of wrestlers recently seem to be overstepping that line, not of... of common decency but more of common sense it just doesn't make business sense to you know crap where you eat so to speak i get why ronda's doing it she's trying to be controversial she's trying to get more eyes in the product but i think there was a better way that she could do it and it's a shame because I really do think that the, the main event of this year's WrestleMania, uh, the first time that the women are main event in a WrestleMania, I honestly think that they deserve it. They truly do deserve it. I mean, you've got some of the women on SmackDown complaining about it. I bet you in the background, maybe away from social media, I bet you Brock Lesnar isn't happy that he isn't headlining this year's WrestleMania. He may not be taking to social media about it, but I can guarantee you that him and a lot of the guys in the back, they're probably not happy about it. But you know what? I think these three women have earned it. I think they have the only story that's been, you know, anywhere near compelling in this year's build-up. I think that adding Charlotte, I was against it at first, but now thinking about it, if Ronda Rousey is leaving after WrestleMania, then it would have been very predictable that Becky was going to win. Now that Charlotte's been thrown in and you've got both titles on the line, it adds that little bit of intrigue. Who's going to win? Is it going to be Charlotte or Becky? I'm eliminating Ronda from the equation because I I really do think that she's leaving. Um, When it comes to this year's WrestleMania, I'm sure that there'll be some good matches. I'm sure there will be some good moments. But for me, the main event of this year's WrestleMania is what it's all about. Whether I will be up at 5 o'clock in the morning to watch that, eh, that's another story. That's about it for this week. Uh, I can feel a massive coughing fit coming on. So I'm going to stop my inane rambling. Uh, if you want to get in touch with me on Twitter, it is at Others Chairs. Not Others Chair. I don't know whose account that is, but it's uh, basically a fake account of wrestlers sitting in my wheelchair. Um, whoever you are, you're a prick, and I'm going to get that site shut down. Uh, follow Hitting the Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast uh, on whatever means you listen to your podcasts. Uh, you've got Turnbuckle Talk, you've got Wrestling Podcast with uh, Robin Nelson, uh, you've got the PW Hustle, and obviously the boss man, Jargo RVB, with HTM Sports and HTM Wrestling. Wherever you're watching this year's WrestleMania, I hope you guys have an absolute blast. Remember, guys, 
Don't drink and drive. You might spill your drink. See you next week. Peace. Peace.